three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple, coming to you on a very snowy uh, first of the month. Happy December. Uh, God, it's cold. It's really cold outside. Uh, Yeah, not great, but... I am here with a uh, our one of our frequent contributors. You can check him out on his podcast on the fly with KJ and OJ. Um, yeah, uh, he's kind of good at this. Uh, he Twitch streams. Uh, he's getting a brand new computer, so you can be getting a lot more content from him coming up, which I'm excited for him. OJ, OJ, how you doing, sir? Hello, <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Thank you again, as always, for having me on the show. Yeah, and we got to watch a... We actually saw this together last week. We uh, I, I still have not reviewed, uh, I guess, what I consider a compliment movie to this. I still need to. Like, It almost became a joke on the podcast where we kept saying, like, we'll review, review it, and we still haven't, like, over a year later, and I need to. But we are talking about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood today, which... Uh, if you guys have listened to the podcast for a certain amount of time, you know I'm a huge fan of Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That was a huge piece of my childhood. Uh, I'm going to go through a couple of childhood shows. Uh, Batman Animated Series, obviously. Uh, Garfield and Friends, naturally. Uh, Sailor Moon, hashtag no shame. Uh, <laughs> Darkwing Duck. And then Reading Rainbow and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. They actually came on like right after each other. Or it might have been... Like, I think maybe Reading Rainbow was, like, two, like maybe 3 o'clock, and then it might have been, like, Puzzle Place in the middle, and then Mr. Rogers, but they came on, they were both on PBS, and I have genuine admiration for both of those shows. Mr. Rogers was always one of those characters, one of those guys you just watch and go, how you're so good at this, you make it look so easy, but if you look at kids' TV now... Because uh, I got Disney Plus, so I, I've been kind of curious, you know, like, all right, what are kids watching now? And some of the stuff kids have now, oh my god, it's it's bad, man. It's like people just aren't trying anymore. So to have something like this, Mr. Rogers, that's endured for so long and it's still getting reruns to this day, uh, you can check it out on Amazon Prime, which I highly recommend if you have uh, young kids who haven't seen this. I... I love Mr. Rogers. I, I really do. And this movie meant so much to me going in. I was terrified because, and if you listen to the podcast last year or on Oscar time, How Won't You Be My Na- Neighbor didn't get at least nominated for Best Documentary. It's to this day one of the most mind-boggling what-the-fucks that the, the Oscars have had in the last decade. I love Free Solo, and it would be tough for me to choose between two of them, but for it not to be nominated was... Uh, we're goddamn ridiculous if we're being uh, if we're being honest here. Um, so going into this movie, I was like, okay, like I don't know what you could do that the documentary couldn't. And it presents this movie kind of like an episode of the show, and it works so well in the format it does. I went, okay, that was a genuinely clever uh, decision that you guys made. And I gotta say, man, I just I love this movie. I, I just I adore this movie so much. Uh, we saw it together, man. So, so talk to me. Kind of what were your expectations going in? And yeah, so um, 
you know, we we watched uh, the documentary together. As oh yeah, well. we did. Yeah, and that um, I watched a portion of it before going in to see the movie. Uh, the before I showed up to the theater. Okay. Um, cause I, uh, it was on sale pretty cheap, uh, recently on Amazon. And so I was like, you know, I don't own this. I wanted a physical copy, but I was like, you know, just to have it, I just want it now. Um, I gladly paid for it, picked it up, watched a good portion of it. And I was, it just reminded me like how much, uh, of a positive, uh, influence that he had. And not just that, but like the intent behind it all, like the documentary really deep dives early into all of that and to see it acted out almost as its own independent creation with the influence and what i mean by that is like you said with it being it's like playing out like an episode um it's very cleverly written and put together in that way that feels very mr rogers because i was the same way as you i uh um it was something that i used to watch a lot as a kid as well my mom would tell you to this day that I, uh, she was like, I was always glad when Mr. Rogers came on and you sat down in front of it because it was calm. And I, uh, yeah, yeah that always stuck with me with what she said regarding it. But I, um, when I heard it was going to be Tom Hanks, I was really excited that Tom Hanks was going to play him. Um, and I was scared, nervous the whole bit. Same. But at the same time, I was like, I, I, I'm going to show, I'm going to show some faith on this because... When it comes to the character, like, how do I put this? Like, we, we, we talked about it with when your give a shit button is turned on. Yeah. And I think there's few, like, for someone to want to go ahead and make a movie about an interaction with Mr. Rogers and how impactful that can be, you have to give a shit about that subject. And you p- will obviously put more thought and care and effort into it. And I think everybody did that on all counts. So I just left it in good faith because that's what we got with the documentary as well. That, the, that amount of energy and effort. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, going into this, though, it is a terrifying feeling. Now, we both kind of were uh, in awe because the first picture they ever released was of Tom Hanks in this trailer dressed in the Mr. Rogers, you know, uh, red, uh, you know, kind of red turtleneck and all that. You know, we were very like, oh, wow, Tom Hanks looks about as close to him as Tom Hanks could look. And and, and I mean that respectfully because, you know, one of my favorite performances of Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, he looks nothing like Steve Jobs, but he captured the essence of who uh, Steve Jobs was. So well that you go, all right, you can look, you can not look as much like him, you know, and it still works. Uh, ask, uh, ask Ashton Kutcher about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that went so well. Uh, I mean, and I'll say, dude, like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, she does not look like Wonder Woman, like especially size-wise, but she does capture the essence of that character. So people go, all right, fair enough. Um, that's the same thing here. They really went out of their way to make Tom Hanks look as much as of Mr. Rogers as they could. And they even said they really just gave him a wig and went ahead and, and, and uh, thickened his eyebrows because Mr. Rogers had very thick, yep, uh, very thick eyebrows. And Tom Hanks, man, you want to talk about a guy? Uh, <laughs> it's it gonna be a weird comparison, but stick with me here. Todd Hanks is kind of like LeBron James. Like he's con- he's consistent as all get out, and he rarely has a miss. Yeah. Uh, you go through Tom Hanks' filmography; it's kind of insane how much shit he's been in that I just adore. Like, 
I mean, Toy Story 4. Don't know if we'll crack my top 10, but uh, it's an incredible film. Uh, the Post was amazing. Uh, Sully was great. Uh, the uh, David S. Pumpkins Halloween special. Oh, pardon me. You're right. <laughs> I really enjoyed Bridget Spies, too. I, I actually really liked Bridget Spies. Uh, uh, he played uh, Walt Disney too in Saving Mr. Banks, which is a good movie. Very fictional because Walt Disney, I doubt, was that nice, especially when, <laughs> especially with Jewish people. You know, he was like, <laughs> like yeah, he... yeah, like, yeah. like let's let's be real. <laughs> but uh, but he was great in that. And one of my favorite roles that he's done is Captain Phillips. I freaking love Captain Phillips so much. He's so good in that freaking movie. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks is one of the best actors we've ever had. Yep. And this... Who... Who to think the guy from Bosom Buddies? Yeah, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching reruns of Bosom Buddies because, like, I'm, you know, I'm a few years older than you, man. So, like, I remember Tom Hanks's like, basically coming out party. Like, when... I remember when Turner and Hooch was released. I remember when The Burbs was released. Like, when he started getting that... Picking up all that steam, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, he was everywhere, and he was fucking always consistent. Well, it's funny, like, the first Tom Hanks movie I think I saw was Turner and Hooch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I went back and saw Dragonette, and I'm like, this is a weird... Oh, I uh, love Dragonette. It's weird, though, to see go from Turner and Hooch to Dragonette, but, of course, I was, you know, I'd flipped him. And then, of course, you see Big, and Big, as creepy as it is, you know, this adult <laughs> making out of, uh, you know... Pulling the Drake. Uh, go ahead. Oh, pulling the Drake. <laughs> Sorry, allegedly. Drake, stop tweeting people who are under 18. Come on, brother. What are you, what are you doing? Anyways, but it, it, I remember it was probably around uh, Leave Their Own for me when I went, okay, like he's really starting to. I think Sleepless in Seattle is a good movie. I don't, I'm not in love with it like so many other people are. I yeah. like it. I think it's good, but I'm not like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. But. One of my favorite roles still of his is the League of Their Own. I think him and Jimmy Dugan, he just he hates everyone. It just makes me laugh. And I'm I bring that up to bring up Ma, uh, Matthew Reyes. Uh, I think that's how you say it. I'm gonna say Reyes. I'm, yeah, I'm a girl of Reyes. He if, if you guys have listened to the pod, you know I'm a big fan of The Americans. I think it's a damn good show, a very underrated show. I got about to season three, and it's one of those shows I just. There's too much content out right now, so it was one of those that just kind of fell by the wayside for me. But he's an incredible actor, and he's married to Carrie Russell, so good for him. But jerk. But, <laughs> but 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 seeing him in this, I went, okay, he's gonna be acting uh, alongside Tom Hanks. I'm I'm curious, and I think what will surprise people is that he is really the main character in this. Mister Rogers yep. is more secondary. But he's about as essential for being secondary as you can be, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that was kind of a weird way to phrase it. But uh, but Matthew, Matthew Ray is in this, though. He plays Lloyd. And Lloyd is just... <laughs> Lloyd is what corporations want you to turn into. So you'll just, like, buy stuff to try to mask your pain. Like, he's the most cynical, like, angry person. To a point where his wife even is like, dude, you gotta, like, you gotta chill. And his wife is played by a uh, Susan uh, Susan I'm gonna butcher this uh, Kalechi Watson is what I'm gonna go with. She's fantastic. She's amazing, and I I dude I think she could get best supporting actress man because she really does carry some not not carry but she is so vital to not just the plot. She anchors it. Yeah, th- thank you. Yeah, but she's so vital to so many of those emotional scenes. There there's a point where uh, Lloyd. Uh, and his dad get in this argument. Who's played by Chris Cooper? And Chris Cooper, 
The last thing I remember him in was the Muppets when he was rapping. And I mean, <laughs> so Chris Cooper has so much rope for me just because <laughs> I remember him rapping. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Anybody who works with Muppets and partakes in a Mr. Rogers film, they're all right. My yeah, right. <laughs> and I will say, too, uh, did a better job dying than in that last Spider-Man movie. Oh, <laughs> my God. Because remember, he was Osborne. And uh, yeah, but Chris, the thing is, that's. Not, not, not even frustrating, that's captivating about this movie, is that Lloyd has a good reason to be pissed off at his dad, Jerry, because his dad left uh, left him and his mom. They don't say what she died from. I think it's, uh, you can kind of imply it's cancer. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, and, and yeah, he just flat out left them. And so, you know, Lloyd is trying to take care of his mom, and... It's a real heartbreak. Like they, they it, it's kind of like an onion in that in that sense where you understand that he's mad at his dad for something, and then they kind of peel a little more back, and they peel a little more back, and as you see the layers get exposed, you go, "Oh man, Lloyd, Lloyd just really hates his dad." Like, but you get why he's he's so angry. The problem is that his anger is poisoning the good shit in his life. Yeah. Because his wife is amazing, man. How she hasn't like slapped him. And, and let's and let's be real. I mean, I she, she, yeah, there are multiple points where she should have, to be completely honest. And I found their uh, most heartwarming scene to be that uh, spot where they uh, where he apologizes to her, and he basically kind of pulls his head out of his ass all for all intent and purposes. Yeah. Um, and you know, you could tell like she is that ain't that that legit anchor for him to keep him from just like going off the deepest of ends and uh it, it's it's a connect you know uh you know how it it could be with really shitty on-screen chemistry uh thank god we do not have this between these two like their chemistry is excellent yeah no uh what would have been bad cuz so much of the dialogue in this is so just sparkling mm-hmm. and so engaging. It would have been a shame if they didn't have chemistry and they're just delivering the dialogue flat because you'd go, oh, that's so, it's a good line. Why can't you? Mm-hmm. But there, there's a point where Lloyd's dad gets sick and we're, uh, we're jumping to spoiler territory. We always do for spoilers on here. But the thing that uh, was crazy about that scene, the scene they had in the hospital, is that she just finally kind of unloads and goes, look, dude, you need to be here right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Because he's working, uh, Lloyd is working on this piece on Mr. Rogers. And can I say, too, about the piece, I'm blanking on the name of the magazine he works for, but his boss goes, yeah, I know this isn't the type of thing you normally do. That's exactly why I'm making you do it. Because his manager doesn't come out and say it, but she basically goes, you're kind of a cynical prick, and you're kind of being, and you're kind of throwing off the vibe in the office. And, like, this will do you some good. (laughs) Yeah, because, and... I think that's where my hatred for Lloyd came uh, came from. Is that he just, he's so out to have a get you moment with Mister Rogers, yep. like so badly. There, the first time he interacts with Mister Rogers, he's waiting for him to finish up a uh, Make a Wish thing, which is something that this movie brought up that I ignorantly didn't really even think about. Is how many Make a Wishes Mister Rogers must have had? Yep, and. And, you know, we always talk about this. Um, while I'm not a fan of John Cena, uh, I'll be reviewing Playing With Fire and, spoiler, it's not great. Uh, but one thing I always respected about John Cena is the amount of make-a-wishes he did yep. and how he took time out of his insane schedule, uh, especially when he was wrestling uh, full-time, taking time out of his schedule to go ahead and make, you know, make 
an impact on these kids. And I always respected that. And they show one scene here where Mr. Rogers is interacting for, uh, uh, is uh, completing a Make-A-Wish. And they say, they're what, like 75 minutes over time? Something, something like that? Like about that, yeah. Yeah. And the director is just sitting there in her seat like, he's throwing, he's throwing us off. Oh my God. Oh my God. And OJ and I were talking about this off mic because... You would imagine Mr. Rogers would be just a nightmare for a director because you know he's got to have people calling up to him all the time and wanting his help or just wanting to say hi. And, and he doesn't really push people away. He doesn't, which I'll be honest, dude, and this is not trying to toot my own horn here. I think I'm a pretty good person, man, but even I'm watching this, I'm like, dude, how do you do this every... Yep. You know what I mean? Like, every day you're doing this. Like, that's insane to me. And... Again, that that's part of the like the part of not trying to become Lloyd, and but Lloyd witnesses uh, him finishing up this wish. The line that got me is a kid has a uh, like a like a uh, like a tank, an oxygen tank. Yeah, that, and he's got this like so uh, he's got this like not like a foam sword, but it's like uh, pla- It's a yeah, hard plastic. Yeah, and he kind of goes and Mister Rogers goes, "Oh, that looks like a sharp sword and like a heavy sword, like." You must be really strong, you know, physically and in here to be able to lift that up. And the kid hands the sword to his mom and just gives Mr. Rogers the biggest hug. And I'll tell you right now, dude, we saw it in the theater together. Yep. What Tears immediately. I was like, oh, movie, you're killing me. Oh, like, I teared up like four or five times during this. I can't even remember like what exact spots because like once it kind of like, once it kind of breaks you, <laughs> you're kind of like, it's just going to happen like. Here and there, because like no, 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 because like when we saw the documentary, I was trying to hold it together, you trying are. to hold it together, and I held it together till the very fucking end yeah. when they uh, pull something that I was just not expecting. Yeah, that I uh, really liked, of course, obviously, but um, you know, it wasn't until the very end. This movie was about like twenty minutes in. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, here yeah. we go. No, I honestly, dude, I knew I was gonna cry going into the documentary, so I just kind of surrendered to it and. Dude, I've been crying so much more. Like, pretty much since I started the podcast, like, I would cry on occasion on at movies. But, dude, I, I cried during a... Oh, God, what did I just cry in? So, okay, I will give the movie this. I, I got a little choked up during Playing With Fire because there's one thing to talk about the parents of them dying. And I went... Oh, I was like, oh, that's kind of. And I was like, no, bad John Cena. <laughs> you, no you get no tears. Don't te- make me feel feelings. Yeah, you get, you get no tears. But that scene in particular, you just go, oh my god. And there's a point where Lloyd and uh, is going to interview Fred again, and they get on the subway. And look, I highly doubt this scene happened in real life. I fully acknowledge this, uh, where they get on the subway and uh, this uh, this little. Uh, so little black girl goes, oh, hey, Mr. Rogers. And they, like, the whole train basically starts singing. And that is the moment I think I hated Lloyd the most. Yeah. Because everyone around him is singing the song, uh, the Won't You Be My Neighbor song, which, which by the way, still holds up. Oh, of way. course. It's a catch. Like, I was humming in the theater. I was seeing it in the theater. I was like, yeah, this is great. And Lloyd just refuses. He used to Scrooge of that train. He, he just, is. He just looked around like, nope, I refuse. I refuse to sing. I refuse to be happy. There's adults singing that fucking song. He's just like, nope, nope, nope. And that's when I just went, man, you're just you're just a cynical asshole. And you just need to kind of calm down. And hey, Oscar, you're a grouch. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> fucking trash can. <laughs> like, like, it's frustrating. So as I'm sitting there watching it, 
crying because of just how sweet that was. And Mr. Rogers clapped for him because, again, he is a freaking gentleman. Lloyd just standing there, arms crossed, like, whatever. You're all, you're all pitchy. <laughs> like, you're all sheep. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's frustrating. But it's good because Lloyd is just that... The movie drops this line, and I'm paraphrasing, Mr. Rogers drops this line about, you know, forgiving isn't about the other person, it's about you being able to move on, yep. and um, it's even harder to forgive someone that you love, which is oh so true, like that was some knowledge that went, yep, that's that's accurate, um, but seeing Lloyd go through his journey, because they, uh, him and his wife just had a kid, mm-hmm. and so he obviously has daddy issues with you know, his dad, who he calls Jerry, which I, I like calling dad for a long yeah, time. Yeah, like he, he calls him Jerry. Like, and I'll be honest, dude, I, I know your dad wasn't there for you, but call him Jerry like that. Couldn't you call him something else? Like, just say, like, hey, man, like, you have to call him Jerry and just rub the salt in. Like, hey, I mean, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Though, so hey, it's dude, Reno. It's up, sport. It's up, It's like, it's more. It's almost more dehumanizing to call him Jerry because of the malice behind it by just calling yeah. him dude or something like that. And I think that's the intent, though. It, oh, it totally is. But it, there is just that point where you go, okay, man, like you punch him in the face at your sister's wedding. like Which, by the way, his wife leaves for two minutes. He comes back, and he's gotten into a fight with his dad about uh, about his mom. And, yeah. and, and again... The thing that's frustrating is I that... Mean, to be fair, his dad did kind of, like, poke the bear first. Oh, he did. The way he talked to his wife. I, oh, no, true. I mean, he called her doll, which I'm like, dude... Yeah, uh, like, uh, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, he called... I mean, he didn't say, like, hey, horse hair or something like that. Like, wow. I mean, <laughs> I would have swung first immediately, too. If he'd done that. But, but he... <laughs> I'm just saying, he poked the bear first. He, 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 he did poke the bear, but... I'm like, dude, it, it's your sister's, I mean, her third wedding, admittedly, which which he also points out and goes, oh, I love doing this speech every year. It's like, dude, like, sometimes people don't get it right the first time. So like, I laugh just because my sister's been married a few times. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, so I was just like, ha, ha, ha. And look, I, 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 I didn't laugh. I wouldn't even <laughs> I, I, I laughed. But it's one of those things where you go like, dude, okay, like, we get it. Damn, like, relax a little here. And... This movie, above all else, about it not even really being about Mr. Rogers, it's really about Lloyd just getting over his anger and being able to move on. And I think as that sort of hero's journey, this works so insanely well. Um, and, and I even hate to bring this up, but I'm going to bring these people up just because um, I'm going to tie it in here. So, Nash, the, so the National Review, I don't look at their stuff often, but I typed in... A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood to Get the Cast List. Yeah. And uh, the National Review, I believe that the same uh, website who said that Unplanned was a great piece of uh, educational uh, uh, filming. So, uh, ah. so uh, yeah, they're wrong. But <laughs> Which, if, if you've not listened to my Unplanned review, I highly recommend you do. But this uh, the review on here is talking about how... The Christian faith element is is the missing ingredient for this movie. They bring up his faith a couple times in here, and they, in passing, in, though, in, in in passing. But at the same time, though, I think 
how do I put this? If you want to hear more about his faith, I mean, even the documentary, they bring it up a little bit, but they, it's not... I feel like they break it up in a different way, though, in the documentary. They use it as a... As a... As a... Uh, um, oh, what's the term I'm looking for? A... As a set piece in the in, in the sense of like just keep in mind this is part of the background as all these decisions are being made for this person moving forward like this still hovers above him as himself because that's who he is yeah and it more definitely more so in the documentary because you know they talk about that especially when it comes to uh, uh, the one gentleman who um, who is gay that um, mm-hmm. that Mr. Rogers you know had that you know. Um, not, I don't want to say confrontation in a negative context, but a confrontation that made him change the way he even acted, remember? Yeah. Because it was one way, and then he's like, I, you know, I'm reconciling my feelings about this and treating you like you should be treated as anyone else and moving forward with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's something that, because it's the action that is the focal point. It's not the why, it's the consistency. Yeah, and, and I think with this, too, they, they bring up the fact that, because um, Lloyd even asked his wife, um, uh, Joanne, who's played by uh, Marianne uh, Plunkett, who you've seen and stuff, you've seen and stuff. I, I remember seeing her in House of Cards, that's where I recognized her, but but one thing that's great is that they, he brings up the fact that when he's overwhelmed and when so many people are asking him for help and putting their, you know, their worries and everything on him that he finds solace in, you know, swimming laps every day and uh, talks about how he writes letters and they make a point to even say he prays for everyone by name. Uh, by the way, I did confirm the National Review is the same website that uh, that houses the uh, article here. It says, unplanned will change minds and a power unplanned. So don't listen to anything that stupid website tells you, but... Them talking about his faith here, I think they bring it up enough, and they do a good job of making you realize like it's his floor. Like he, and also by the way, you don't need to be a Christian or religious to have a moral compass, yeah. which I feel is what the article is saying, which is also completely freaking wrong. So I appreciate the way they brought up his faith there. Here, there, if there's one small complaint, and it is like the tiniest nitpick, there's this one scene where he's talking to Lloyd about uh, how he was a father, about him being a father. And Mr. Rogers alludes to this point where him and his son, one of his sons, had a rough patch and they got through it. I would have kind of liked to have known what said rough patch was. I was yeah. just kind of, I was just kind of curious. I'm like, oh, what well, what happened? And, and, it, and it just kind of moves on. I was like, oh. I mean, but dude, that is like my one uh, real... I don't even call it a complaint because that's just that's just, that's so harsh. Like it's just something I would have personally liked a little clarity on. Um, I mean, as far as your uh, as far as uh, uh, gripes, I mean, what you got, man? Because I feel like we've just been praising this. And uh, there's like just a couple like technical things they did. One of the things that I don't like um, in a scene that's framed up and shot and everything unnecessary like zoom ins and zoom outs pulling the camera back and there's a couple real intimate scenes that i think are a little stronger if the if it's a bit tighter and tighter in the in the shot okay um particularly between uh, lloyd and his wife there's a couple like earlier on too where it's pulling back and it's like i don't want to see this pulled back like 
I don't need to see how dark their bedroom is while they're talking about some things. Okay. Like, like just okay. focus it more on the characters. This is who this is about. Especially for Lloyd. I mean, he is the real main character in this. Yeah. And um, aside from just those couple of things, I... I guess my only gripe, and this isn't on the movie, this is on the uh, uh, the promoting of the movie. The movie, like, the setup for the movie almost feels like it's, oh, it's a Mr. Rogers biopic. This is not that. Yeah, that, okay. Um, this is definitely not that. This is the story of a man's interaction with Mr. Rogers and how it changed his life. That's a totally cool thing to, you know, make a movie about. But the the quick judgment of a biopic... This is not. That's fair. And so, um, yeah, that's really my only nitpicks. I would honestly tell someone to watch "Won't You Be My Neighbor" in this back to back. I think yeah. that I, I really think you will have more of a appreciation for Mister Rogers if you go that route. Uh, I want to just go through a couple lines of dialogue here and a couple other things here. Uh, there's a line Mr. Rogers drops that just that made me weep. Like, not cry, but weep, where he says, uh, children need to know that even when adults make plans, things don't always happen the way they want. And that's just mm-hmm. such a simple little thing. He also drops a line here, uh, celebrity, uh, celebrity, uh, uh, no, no, he says, uh, mercy, uh, fame is a four-letter word, like tape or zoom. All that matters is that uh, what you do with it. Uh, giving uh, uh, children positive ways to deal with their feelings. I mean, just there's so much dialogue in here that I was in the theater like, oh my god, I gotta write that down. Oh god, I gotta write that down. Um, it's in the line that, and this is line is so good, it actually made me bump up half a letter grade. Uh, it's by uh, Joanne Rogers. She's uh, Lloyd asks her because they're kind of he's out uh, in front of a building, some people yep. surrounded him, mm-hmm. and. Lloyd asks her, you know, how does it feel to be married to a saint? And she says, uh, I hate that word because if you think of him as a saint, his way of life is unattainable. Which, oh my God, yes, yes to that. And the thing is that I think people might get, might romanticize is that you have to be as good as Mr. Rogers. And And I want to phrase that carefully because honestly, you just have to try to be a good person. And and really, a lot of stuff he's doing isn't you know earth shattering you know stuff he just he's caring he's listening he's giving people hugs uh oj will tell you i'm a i'm a big hug person like i love hugs so true i mean it's true i just like i like hugs and so just seeing him hug people and just really not do the thing that you do with someone when you're about to break up with them like we're keeping a conversation going like oh yeah which is another good tom hanks movie Yeah, yeah That thing you like, do. Uh, oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's sorry. That is, that, that is a good one. It I, is. I oh god, which he directed. Oh, that's right, he did direct that. But it's it's just it's it's so script wise, so uh, tight on the script. It was written by a couple people that I didn't realize I liked their work till I looked them up. Uh, Micah Fitzman Blue and then Noah uh, Harpster. Uh, they both worked on a uh, transparent that Amazon show that actually uh, did really well until uh, 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 Jeremy uh, Tambor ended up being uh, allegedly oh, big uh, grabby, a huh? big grabby, yeah. So uh, again, allegedly, don't sue us. And uh, <laughs> and 
But that show is so well written, the dialogue pops, and it makes a lot of sense looking them up, going, oh, that, okay, of course you wrote this. And uh, Mario Heller, you guys know, if you listen to the pod, I am not a fan of, uh, oh, God, I want to blink on her name, uh, Melissa McCarthy at all, but Can You Ever Forgive Me is a brilliant film, which got a lot of Oscar buzz last year and got multiple nominations. I think this is going to fall into that same uh in that same camp, so she's, I mean, she's two for two uh, in the last couple of years, so, I mean, props to her. That is, yeah. Uh, um, the last thing I will say before we go to a grade, you can kind of figure out where this is going, more likely. Um, we already said spoilers, so uh, Jerry ends up dying, and as he's getting closer to death, uh, Mr. Rogers goes over to their house. And is interacting with the family and talking to him. It's really sweet, by the way. Just another, just another reason you go like, oh god. And he leans over Jerry and gives him a hug and whispers something in his ear. Mm-hmm. And so Lloyd walks in out and goes, you know, oh, what would you like? What would you say to my dad? And he goes, well, and I will say when Lloyd does forgive Jerry, that is a that's a scene I just went, oh man. I mean that you want to see Chris Cooper just show out and Matthew Reyes show out. Who it's. It's ah, a powerful scene. It's a powerful scene. And so, as Lloyd walks Mr. Rogers out, he asks him, you know, what did you tell my dad? And he says, well, I want to ask him to pray for me. He goes, well, why would you ask him to do that? And he says, well, because someone who's going through something like that must be really close to God. And then I just start crying all over again. I was like, oh, uh, so, oh my God, you know what that means? You hate the National Review thing more. He just brought up God right there. One of the most powerful. Fucking National Review. And, <laughs> and it's arguably the best line of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I the, save your... Anyways, I'm gonna be like Mr. Rogers. I'm gonna move on. But in the day, dude, uh, this this really kind of screwed up my top ten list because I'm I'm still working on it, and we've got a lot of reviews coming. And OJ will tell you I've got a lot of stuff I'm watching right now. So, but this was just this was so beautifully done, and I'm buying this first day it's out. Like I'll, I'll probably pre-order this when there's a release date. Uh, I don't know if there'd be a steel book. I hope there is. Maybe you. Oh, yeah, I want to steal a book of this. But this movie, man, just... It, it, it hits you in all the right spots. And we're coming up on an election year, which means it's going to get real fun. So it actually might be so good to watch something like this to kind of make you feel better, <laughs> to be to, to be completely honest. Um, you know, we get so stuck on the darker side of the human condition when it comes to the movies we watch, the shows we watch, and everything. Like, we relate to it so easy because... Uh, you know, it's reflection of society onto oneself. And it's nice to have something that shows the lighter side for a change. And while it's something dark to get through, like, sometimes there is a happily ever after. And even with some darker consequences to it because of the loss of his father and everything like that, but he's a better, stronger person in the end. And yeah. how many times have we gone through grief and loss and not always come out that same as good as Lloyd does you know like it's True. a I think it's a it's nice to have this around this time of year I I agree a thousand percent uh I didn't mention him and I need to but uh Enrico uh uh Calantoni uh he was on Just Shoot Me I love Just Shoot Me I think it's a great show and of course I'm a huge Ver- uh, Veronica Mars fan so I was really happy and to Galaxy see him Quest. yeah and of course Galaxy Quest and uh, him and Lloyd, uh, he plays Bill. Uh, Bill and Lloyd have some great back and forth. Bill just pretty much comes right out and goes, 
Yes, just so you know, I don't like you at all, and I don't support you being around (laughs) Mr. Rogers at all. And to be honest, when Bill kind of lays it out, you go, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I get why you would want him around. But they have some really good back and forth, and I, I, I just... Everyone here felt like they gave a damn and knew what they were in, and they brought it. I, I really want to sing the praises again to Susan uh, Kelechi Watson. I really think uh, I haven't seen her anything prior to this. Uh, wow, yeah, this is only her like third credit, so she, this is really like her first big movie. And damn, good, good for you, girl. Like I. She could get a Best Supporting Actress nomination off this. She really could. It, it's it's a tight year this year. I fully acknowledge, but she needs to be in consideration. She she was incredible in this. So, uh, to the surprise of no one, I'm going to give this a fan-fucking-tastic. I thought this was a brilliant start to finish. We didn't even talk about how when... There's like a plane taking off. It's it's Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, but you see like the plane taking off, so it looks like the world and like the cities look like an episode of Mr. Rogers as far as how it's shot. Yep. And it's just it's such a subtle little visual thing, but it really does make you go, Oh man, it gives you that sense of wonder. It works really well. Yeah, like it's a very nice aesthetic thing that I went, Oh, that's a really clever clever twist. So uh, I really appreciate that. So yeah, man, fan fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, man. Also for me, a fan fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I fucking adored this movie. I will buy this eventually. Um, I still may get a physical copy of the uh, the uh, documentary, and I'll just throw this out there too. Uh, I'm also gonna give a fan fucking fantastic to the documentary. Same. Just so that it's on record. That's fair. <laughs> um, like, That's fair. Uh, Without going too much into it, it's so awesome to just have both of these films inside of what eighteen months, yeah, essentially, yeah, because uh, this was the documentary was last summer, yeah, like May, I want to say, yeah, yeah, and so to have the to have both of these together in eighteen months is just a fucking great thing to have, and great. I cannot say enough. I okay, how do I put this? It takes a lot for me to tear up at a movie, let alone because I have certain ones that'll do it every single time. Like what's one? Uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, fair. When Boromir dies, that's fair. Um, it that just gets me every single fucking time. I don't know why, it just does. But um, anyhow, um, this made me tear up multiple times in all the right ways, and for that alone, to make me feel something that heavy, giving it less than a fan fucking tastic is a slap in the face of the movie. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I'll we'll I'll end up doing a full review uh, before Oscar before Oscars. I can do that, but I'll just say there, there's so much about that documentary that I just that I love. There is a reunion in the credits that I won't spoil. Yeah, and, uh, for, for for documentary, and it's just a it's a oh god, really? Like I just, oh we both. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was the that was the thing that got me for the documentary. That was the one time I cried was there. But like for this film with Tom Hanks, I it got me multiple times. So yeah. yeah. So so apparently they're going for Tom Hanks for best supporting actor. I'm gonna be honest, man. It could be his award to lose. It really could be his lose. Um, I won't talk about my Oscar picks really until mid-January, once I've watched all the stuff that could be potentially, you know, 
in the main categories. He deserves to be in the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Because th- this is one of the best performances. Of- this reminded me very much of when I saw the same Private Ryan. I went, oh my god, he's amazing. And it's like, he gave me that sort of, like, jolt. And not like he hasn't had stuff like that since then. Uh, I mean, the post, he was amazing. But as far as that reaction, where I just went, oh man. Like, I went, he might just have this on lock now. Uh, this is that movie. And... And Matthew Ray's man, he's uh, he should be in the conversation for best actor. He really should because the range of emotions he has to show is insanely impressive, and, and everything that he does in this movie is so convincing. So uh, he should be in the conversation too. And uh, I, I will say, director's gonna be interesting this year. But uh, Mario Heller, I believe she was nominated last year for Can You Ever Forgive Me. She might get there again uh, off this. She she really might. So I'm very curious on how uh, the Oscar love this is gonna this could potentially get. I think the Academy realizes they screwed up last year with the documentary, so this movie might benefit in that way. If that it makes could. sense. It could. So uh, I'll be watching because I'm curious how this will break down. But uh, guys, have you seen Once You Be My Neighbor? Let us know what you thought in the comments. But uh, no, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Dang it, that's right. <laughs> Have you seen What You Be My Neighbor either? <laughs> let, let us know in the comments below. Uh, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real, that's R-E-E-L, O'Neill. Colin is going to be back here in a couple weeks. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. We, we, uh, we, we will talk about why he's been... Uh, MIA and uh, OJ, tell the people where they can find your stuff, sir. Absolutely. You can find me and KJ on Twitter at KJ and OJ spelled out. That is KJ A N D O J. My personal Twitter is at the O to the J, and that's with the number two in there. Um, also, do check us out, uh, our, our show on the fly on SoundCloud. You can find us there. Um, and my Twitch stream, which will be uh, really ramping up in the next couple weeks, is going to be. Uh, at twitch.tv slash o to the j and you can go ahead and find the real pineapple on soundcloud uh, spotify uh, apple podcast google podcast stitcher and podbean at the real pineapple guys thank you so much for listening we'll have a review this upcoming week for the irishman uh yeah, I have had, I have not been able to sit down and watch a three and a half hour long movie, but we'll have a review up for uh, for that this upcoming week, and we will have reviews up soon for Just Mercy, which I'm hi. Uh, I just watched Queen Slim, so I might need a little break from <laughs> from seeing black folk get be, be really. I can only watch so many at a time. I got you know, got switched out, but uh, we'll have a review up for Irishman, Just Mercy. And Mary's Story uh, here in the next week, which Mary's Story, uh, that's another one I'm working through. And not not to feel a good movie of the year, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. We will talk to you soon.